0: Thanks for connecting with us again for the 2023 National Truck Driving Championships podcast series from Pod Wheels powered by Radio Nemo. Beginning on August 16th, Pod Wheels and Radio Nemo of North America will be on site in Columbus, Ohio at the National Truck Driving and National Step Van Championships, which are hosted each year by the American Trucking Associations. As we get set to bring you the stories and take you behind the scenes with podcasts detailing the 2023 championships, we wanted to take some time to set the stage for the event. Jimmy Mack and the Radio Nemo team have collected some interviews detailing what's ahead at NTDC 2023 and what this championship series means for the industry. Jimmy is the co-host of Dave Nemo Weekends, which is broadcast each Saturday and Sunday morning from 7 until 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. For this episode of our NTDC podcast series, Jimmy spent some time with Robert Foskey from UPS. As you'll hear, Robert is the second vice chairman of the organizing committee for NTDC 2023, and he's also a past competitor in the event.
1: We are joined by Robert Foskey. He is Global Health and Safety Manager, UPS. He's the second vice chair of the NTDC committee. He's a former competitor, by the way, and now he's a safety professional and NTDC organizer. So we can't wait to dig into this. Robert, let's talk a little bit about your involvement with this organization, even before you were involved, but simply as a competitor. How did you become aware of it, and when did you really get a passion for it?
2: So back in 1999, I had a manager. I worked for Overnight Transportation in Jacksonville, Florida. She wanted me to compete in the truck driving championships. I had no idea what it was, but I said, you know what, I'll do it. I show up in Tampa, Florida. I competed in the twins class. Let's say there were 36 drivers in that class. and that year, there was nobody behind me. I was dead last, and I had no idea what I got into, but I did know when I walked out of there that I was better than that, and I wanted to know more about it. So I just dedicated the next year to becoming a better driver, a more professional driver, and I couldn't wait to get back to Tampa that next year.
1: That's an interesting thing, too, because people don't realize that it's one of the few things that you can practice for and get paid simultaneously. And I was kind of curious about asking the people who are competitors in it this. Did you find yourself later on when you were executing moves and doing things that were difficult? I mean, the job is skilled labor. The job requires both brains and brawn and a whole lot of hand motor skills along with having some physical strength. Did you find yourself going, let me work on this a little bit here. Did you find yourself working on technique and doing a better job on your daily? job in order to kind of get ready for the competition?
2: I did, and that's what I try to tell people now, that competitors, whenever we're working through it, I'm working with them, that every day, you're pre-tripping your vehicle every day. So that's a perfect opportunity to get your times down in your routine for the championship. When people see the competition, driving's the sexy part, as we call it, right? Everybody's out there. All the lights are out there. People are all around taking pictures. But you do these things every day. Very few things will you ever see on a TDC course that you're not doing every day, whether that's a right turn, a left turn, whether you're stopping at a front line stop at a pedestrian crossing i mean they're all things you can set up on the yard when you come in so yeah you can prepare year-round for it between the facts for drivers books and the pre-trip every day the
1: driving it really improves your skills since you brought up dave nemo when we were on the hard break we're joined by robert foskey by the way global health and safety manager over at ups and a big big guy over at the ntdc where he's the second vice chair deeply involved over there when I first started this job, it's now seven years, Dave kind of threw me in the deep end and said, go ahead and swim. I said, okay, I'm going to swim, but would you mind if I jumped in the pool when you decided to go in there? Shadowed him in the morning. And I don't know if people know this, the job, just like driving, is once we get on the air, Robert, that's the fun part. What I'm doing right now is I'm talking with a really cool dude who's been doing this for a long time. That's the fun part. That's the cup of coffee in the diner, like I told you about. So much of learning the job was learning what was happening in the two and a half hours before we went on the air and it really is in many ways pre-trip trip trip planning and all that kind of stuff that really is in many ways the kind of heart of what the competition's really teaching it's really teaching people to make sure when they get into the competition it's a moment to shine not a moment to figure things out right
2: correct i mean you've got your routine and when you get to the nationals or even to your state truck driving championships, that's not the time to change stick with what got you there trust yourself trust your routine
1: Let me ask you something else, too. First of all, when you competed, did you watch the other competitors do their thing? Were you able to learn, even in those moments of just watching people in the competition, how to do something better? Or did you try to avoid that and focus on what you had to do when you were next or further down the line? Jim,
2: I'm going to tell you, I've always said that the TDC is 33% skill, 33% luck, and 34% of it's mental. You have to be in the right frame of mind when you show up. You can't let other people get in your head. You can't let yourself get in your own head. So you have to be able to tune that out, not listen to what other people are saying. And yeah, I did. I did watch other people compete, but I'm going to tell you, we may talk about this in a little bit, but the camaraderie of fellow competitors that work throughout the year across companies and sometimes across an entire state, they come together to work out to make each other better. So you get through this. If you think you're going to go there alone and conquer that mountain, it's not going to happen. You're going to need other people.
1: That's the big thing, too. So much of this, too, is about best practices. I don't want to make people think for a minute it's like a conference where you're all just kind of sitting down and having very formal conversations. But so much of the foundation of the NTDC is the idea of creating safer drivers, is to honor safe drivers and then put them in an environment where they can continue to kind of improve their skill set at the highest levels. Robert Foskey, Global Health and Safety Manager, UPS, Second Vice Chair, NTDC Committee, is joining us here. Tell us a little bit about your trucking background because I'm always very interested in how people end up in a position like yours. Your global health and safety manager, UPS, talk to us about that route that gets you there because I think in many ways it kind of shows us what the foundational beginnings are for many of the competitors.
2: I was in the Army from 1984 to 88. Did primarily demolitions and, believe it or not, mechanics. But we also had equipment that we had to do throughout Germany. And I started out driving there, really. And then once I got on with Overnight, when I got out, mechanic for a little while, and then a position came open as a driver. And I'm like, you know what? I think it's time to do that. So I drove for 22 years. I was an over the road driver with overnight and UPS freight. And then at the end of 2011, personally 12, I had the opportunity to come into management as a safety supervisor down in Florida. i seen it a good move at the right time and i moved away and started
1: making my way through the safety arena the real kind of trick for so many people both with their careers and their driving is not thinking about this moment but thinking about the next one i don't mean focusing on it because you want to be in the moment when you're kind of dealing with problems in many ways what you've talked about is that sort of route of mechanic to driver to management Not like so much a plan because, of course, Eisenhower talked about plans. We make them and then everything goes kind of sideways in the midst of all of that. But how much of staying ahead as opposed to just keeping up is important both as regards to being a driver but also in these competitions?
2: I guess you talk about staying ahead and preparation is key. I mean, in everything you do, whether that's getting ready for the competition or you're getting ready to go to work, you have to be in the right frame of mind to do any of it, especially when you're out there driving. You want to be aware at all times. Like you said, you don't want to fall into the habits of thinking, yeah, everything's good. I got this. You have to be aware and make those split second decisions. There's a lot goes into driving these days. That's for sure.
1: So talk to me really briefly about the global health and safety management. We're going to get back to the event itself, though. How do you think an event like this really kind of fosters what you do on a daily level? The idea that this is all another piece in the puzzle of creating an environment of safety. And then once we get through that, I want to shift over to what you're looking forward to and what you really enjoy about the competition. I have a feeling camaraderie is going to play a large part in that. But talk a little bit about how the event itself encourages safety and makes those who are safe drivers even safe.
2: So the championship in itself, whether it be a state, TDC, or the nationals, it's always been about safety. It's going to always be about safety. And even one of the things it's referred to is the Super Bowl of safety and the entire competition from the qualifying requirements where you have to be accident-free for an entire year. That's nothing, really, because one or two type crashes through the appeal board will allow you to compete, but it's zero crashes for at least a year just to be able to qualify to show up and compete. But I mean, even the written exams where you're studying the rules and the regulations. So you're more prepared, you're more qualified, you're a more intelligent driver and have a lot of knowledge of the industry. And then, of course, the skills test, where in the real world, we're telling everybody to stay away from the curb, but then we're going to go to the TDC or the National Truck Driving Championships. And we might tell you to get as close as you can to the curb. That's where your points are going to be.
1: And that's the one thing, too, like I said, we had Eugene Molero come on and talk a little bit about this, but take us through that process as well, the idea of that driving course. You have to imagine that a lot of our listeners are new drivers or have just gotten to a place in their life where they either are able to afford Sirius XM or they work for a carrier who gives it to them. I'm not going to use the term crash course because that's an oxymoron, but give them the anti-crash course of what it is to move through this particular set of obstacles.
2: So I had the, I'm going to say the honor. There were some days I felt like I needed to be escorted out of there with a guard. Some people were a little upset, but again, me thinking the mental part plays such a big role That's how I set my courses up. You come in and you navigate a course. Like I said earlier, it's front stops, it's rear stops, it's left, right turns. You may have to get close to something. And it's really just about knowing where every area of your vehicle is and being able to put it in a certain place. When we say we want them to stay away from that curb, you know how much space you have back there. So you're aware of your surroundings and the same thing with the competition. The nationals, there's a lot of lights, there's a lot of drivers, it's indoors but it's still, it's showing up and doing your job and doing what you do every day.
1: It's funny too, because I didn't even think about this until you just mentioned it. The idea of planning a course, I mean, you guys are almost like Jack Nicholas or Arnold Palmer planning golf courses. And the idea is that you want to have this combination of challenging, what is it? Doable, but challenging, interesting, but predictable. I mean, there's all kinds of thoughts. So when you're doing that, when you're getting together with folks and you're planning these courses, you're looking at the previous courses That's the other question I have, too. Based on the kind of accidents we're seeing or the kind of problems people are having out on the road, do you make decisions based on what's happening in the real world as well to change things up?
2: We do. You said doable. Doable but challenging. Once we get our course set up, and I'll put it on paper a couple months prior and play around with it a little bit there, but it's once we really get to the venue and you have to put it on the ground and then run every piece of equipment we have through it, which the other people that were on the committee with me, they know how to drive, and they have licenses. They're former drivers, and some are even former competitors. We would run the course to make sure it could all be done It's the Nationals, man. We've got to challenge it. I'm not going to give you something easy, and I don't think anybody expects to come there and get something easy. But sometimes you get there and you look and you're like, oh, this is a piece of cake. And then that's when I just go, it is, good luck. Have a great day.
1: <laughs> I got this. Yeah, you got this or it's going to get you. Robert Foskey joining us this morning. Always pleased to get a chance to talk to him. What do you enjoy? What you enjoyed as a competitor? You talked about the camaraderie a little bit. What do you enjoy about the event, just with the ability to kind of take a step back? Because once again, it's one of those things that once it kind of starts, it's out of your hands, isn't it? At that point, you're an observer who's volunteering to help people, correct? It's all of the lead up to it. But what do you enjoy about the event itself?
2: I mean, even from a competitor standpoint up to a committee member standpoint, it's definitely the people. There's some people you may not see for an entire year. But you stay in touch now with Facebook and social media and talking. But I know there were a couple of drivers that I used to compete against. A couple of them are no longer with us, but there's some of them out there this morning on the road. And I know right now the biggest thing on their mind right now is getting back home tonight or running tonight and get back home in the morning without anything happening because they don't want to get in a crash. But those competitors that you probably most look forward to competing against because you knew they were going to bring out the best in you. That's kind of what I carry into when I was running the course. Your next guest is one of them. I would say, you know what, he was a grand champion, and he's not going to beat me this year. So everybody else, I'm sorry, but Roland or Scott or whoever, they're the reason why this course is the way it is because I'm going to challenge the best of the best, and you show up with your
1: A-game. You're a big fan of your grandchildren. My father, by the way, would agree with you. He's a big fan of his grandchildren. One of the things that I enjoyed so much when I got a chance to go was you haven't quite lived till you've interviewed a man who is just one and his son or his grandson is sitting next to him just looking at him with such immense pride. This is a really family-friendly event as well right i mean this is competitive full of tough guys and tough gals but ultimately this is really about reminding people that the industry really puts its best foot forward there are a lot of family a lot of friends a lot of parents a lot of children right yes sir and
2: you're 100 correct that the kids are there some of the kids are dressed up in the company uniforms and they're in awe at the trucks and then you have the wives significant others friends grandfathers are there to watch their friend or relative compete I guess one thing we can't forget is we couldn't do that without that support for the drivers that are out there that are gone for days, weeks at a time. There's somebody at home holding down the port, whether that be a mother or a wife or a husband. You need that support. And it's so evident here at the NTDC when you see the dad walking up on stage with his daughter, she's been there with him every step. And like you said, they just look in just in awe to my dad. He's the best in the country. It'll choke you up a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you.
1: That was the thought that hit me, by the way, as we were kind of wrapping up last time we were there. I said, we always hear the ridiculous comment, everybody here is a winner. In this particular case, it's absolutely true because what people need to remember is that every single man or woman who walks into that building has already won one of their state competitions, right? And each and every one of them has an entire year of complete safety under their belt as well, right? You can feel that.
2: You can feel that in the hotel. You can feel it in the airport when you land. You can feel it definitely when you get to the convention center. Everybody's cheering and especially they go through the announcement of all the competitors on Saturday morning. Then they go into introducing the finalists. Like I said, you've got different companies cheering for everybody because it's a group effort that got everybody there. And I mean, while different companies compete out on the street, when we get to the nationals or state TDC, it's all about safety. It's all about, I'm going to celebrate this group of drivers that have gone above and beyond to show just how good they are in their profession.
1: Robert, you're welcome back anytime. I'll tell Dave you said hello, although we probably heard you say hello in the beginning. It's always great talking to you, man, and I'll see you next week. I'll be there, buddy. Have a good one. Thank you. You too, my friend. Robert Fonsky, of course, of UPS and also of the NTDC. We'll be at the NTDC next week over in Columbus, Ohio. My good friend Greg Thompson and I will be there covering it, and Radio Nemo will be there, even
0: if you can't, to kind of give you the POV that you need. That's Jimmy Mack with Robert Foskey from UPS as we close out this episode of the National Truck Driving Championships podcast series from Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Radio Nemo will be live on-site broadcasting from NTDC 2023, which begins on August 16th. Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo, will also be in Columbus, Ohio for NTDC 2023, sharing interviews, special features, and looks from behind the scenes. To access our podcast coverage from NTDC 2023, visit podwheels.com. You can also listen to our 2023 edition of this series wherever you get your podcasts by searching National Truck Driving Championships.